Hey friends, welcome to the Soft and Strong Hearts podcast. I'm your host Ashton, your soft-spoken, big-hearted, sensitive soul sister, and I'm ready to share my voice in hopes of inviting you to do the same. And this podcast is all about having real conversations about what goes on beneath the surface and getting to the heart of what we are all trying to navigate in our lives. We'll dive deep into the lows and celebrate the highs that are all part of the journey. And we'll also have some fun along the way, sharing stories and chatting with guests. So if you're ready to get comfortable, getting a little uncomfortable, you've come to the right place. Grab a drink, cozy in, and let's have a chat, friend. Hello, friend. Welcome. So excited to have you here today, especially for today. If you couldn't tell, I am already in a wonderful mood and I'm just really pumped to record this podcast today. Excuse me while I sip a little bit of tea to get myself in the mood here. Okay, if this is your first time here, welcome. So grateful to have you here. And if you've been here for a long time, so grateful that you keep coming back. Today, I want to talk about 2020. I know we're ready to push it away, move on, usher in the new year, but I'm a real reflective type of person and it wouldn't feel right to me to just move on without taking a real good look back at everything and what got me to this place and what I know will continue to move me forward in the direction that I want to go. So first of all, how was your Christmas this year? Like if you're listening in real time, how did it feel different from years past? I've been asking, you know, everyone that I talk to, it's just kind of natural thing to come up in conversation. Like, how was your Christmas? And almost like straight across the board, the answer I get is that it was weird, but calm or weird, but quiet. It was different, but it was relaxing. And that's generally been the answer. Like so many people have said that they didn't really do much, but that they weren't really sad about that. I found that so interesting, right? Like, because we love, you know, being with people. I mean, for the most part, I think most people, whether you celebrate or not, you know, enjoy the company of others. But Christmas can also bring a lot of stress and expectation. And it was a little bit lifted this year. So I get the vibe that a lot of people were like, okay with that. The one thing that someone said to me that I thought really put it so well is that it just makes next year, you know, that much more exciting to look forward to when we hope, we assume, we'll be able to be with each other again in a year from now. So I was just curious to know know, what your take was on that. But anyways, Let's keep going. Let's keep rolling. So today I'm not going to be talking a whole lot about goals and goal setting for 2021 yet. And maybe I will in a future episode. But like I said, I'm very reflective and I wanted to kind of dig into more of like the happenings of the year. I did a bit of a QA and a a few days ago and surprisingly got you know, the most feedback that I think I've ever gotten. 
as far as doing these Instagram Q and A's where I ask questions and people give me their input. And that was really helpful and appreciated. And it gives me more, you know, depth to what I'm talking about rather than just giving you my take on things. I feel like I just want to talk so fast that I'm like having a hard time catching my breath right now. Like it's weird. It's, it's weird, but it's, grounding at the same time to have the kind of confidence I have now that really took me a lot of time to gain. Just surpassed five months of podcasting and I am recording the day before the episode is supposed to be released and this would have put me into a bit of a state of stress in the past and now it's like you'll be fine. You're just gonna say your thing, edit, send, and no problem. And maybe I'm just in the kind of mood right now where the words are coming more naturally and sometimes they don't. And I know I'm gonna have days where it's still really hard, but for the most part, even the hard days, it's just worth it because I love it so much. So thinking about how I wanted to lay out this episode, I thought I might share my own and then get into what other people had said to the questions I asked. Uh, but I've changed my mind and I think I'm just going to get right into the Q&A and along the way I will share my answers to the questions. That just makes more sense right now. So, all right. The first thing I asked was, what was your biggest goal or change that you wanted in 2020? Now, I'm sure most of you can remember that January 2020 There was so much hype about the fact that we were ushering in a new decade that, you know, this was going to be not just your year, but your decade. It just carried a lot of people feeling ambitious and so many plans, so many goals, so many things they wanted to accomplish. And I don't know if you were in this boat, but I was definitely feeling those new decade vibes. So When I think back to the way last year ended and the way I was feeling in the new year, it definitely brings that that sense of like hitting the refresh. And I know that there was some heaviness that I was leaving behind in 2019. And honestly, it for the most part didn't come back to me in 2020. There was just certain things that I was ready to walk away from for good. And I feel like it's going to be the same going into 2021. So what I had set as my intention for the year was to focus less on my own growth and personal development and think about how I could start injecting the way I was feeling into other people's lives. Essentially, I thought a lot about how can I bring the joy? How can I raise the vibration of the people around me and do it in an authentic way? So it doesn't feel like I'm forcing it. It doesn't feel like I'm showing up every day with the same level of energy and excitement because that's not real for me. Anyways, that's not real. But just knowing that on those really good days that I can make a real good effort to make other people feel good too. And honestly, that's something that I very much carried with me throughout this year was that feeling that I wanted to be the light when other people were having a hard time finding it. And I'll maybe get a little bit more into that later. But one of the answers that I got was also that 
someone had hoped to find joy in all of the things in 2020. And I can imagine that thinking back now, that must have been really hard. I don't think it was even possible to find joy in all of the things, but I don't think that we have to. At least I don't think we necessarily have to in the moment, but maybe knowing that we can look back on this at some point when we're not as close to it and see what good did come from it. Because it can be so tough if you've gone through an especially hard situation and finding the joy in it in that moment can also make it feel worse like that you're not really acknowledging that it's it's not a joyous thing it's a painful thing and again it is possible for joy and pain to coexist i mean i think i just talked myself into a bit of a circle there but it's like it's tough because i i can see different perspectives and I can take nuggets of information from one person and another and I'm like, oh yeah, I understand that and then hear something different. I'm like, oh, but that kind of makes sense too, you know? That's kind of how my mind works. So I don't know what to do with that. So I'm just going to move on to the next question. (laughs) All right. The last fun thing that you did before the pandemic. So, I mean, it was a small window of time. If you think back to January and February, was there something that you did, some large group gathering, some trip? something that you did before shit hit the fan and for me there was a couple of things that came up i did go to a wedding in february so that was probably the last large group gathering that i was at and i also went on a short little trip to winnipeg to visit a friend and that was the first of what my fiance and I had hoped to be multiple trips to visiting different friends in Canada. And that trip ended up being the only one. We actually had a trip booked for Kelowna at the end of March. And I can even remember Tyler being like, well, should we still go? Because he's just the adventurous type, not so much the cautious type. That's, That's me. So life made that decision for us. Obviously, we didn't go. And not being able to travel has been one of the hardest parts i think for us but especially for him as he is a travel bug he loves to explore and be in other places and he's definitely felt trapped by not being able to do so and anybody who has a love of travel that's been really tough travel and tourism in general has been hit pretty hard and I think for the foreseeable future is still going to really struggle and I think it's okay to acknowledge the frustration in that and though it might not be the worst problem out of all of the problems it still matters and if that's something that has mattered to you and that you lost like you feel it and that's okay you are allowed a lot of the answers that I got also revolved around people traveling, Maling Canyon, going to Revelstoke, spring break in Minneapolis, going to a hockey game, a children's museum, intimate gatherings with friends and family, hotel staycation, that sounds lovely, Um, but yeah, just mostly trips and group gatherings, or even just going into a place and not having to worry about how many people are there 
or how far apart you are. Like you go to a hockey game, you're shoulder to shoulder with people screaming into the stands. That not being a thing this year is just weird when you think about it. Okay, question three. What was the best book that you read this year? So a lot of people were talking about the fact that they were crushing their stack of books, which is awesome. I unfortunately didn't hit any crazy record of books read. In fact, I didn't read very many, if I'm being honest. I did listen to a few on audibles. And when I was thinking about what was my favorite book of the year, it was hard for me to pick a book that I had read because actually the book I just finished was really good. Um, But the top answer that I got, and I shouldn't have been surprised at all, was Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Everyone has been raving about this book this year. If you haven't heard about it yet, I don't know where you've been, but I have to confess something because it's been eating away at me and I just don't know what to do with it. Okay, so I downloaded the Untamed book on the library app that I use. I get a book for the same length of time you would get a typical library book. So you'll have it for three weeks and then it will be gone. So I didn't buy it, obviously, and I didn't finish it. And this is the part where I get uncomfortable because there wasn't a single conversation this year about books where someone didn't bring up that Untamed was the best book. You have to read it. It's going to change your life. It's going to blow your mind. And I don't know. I just my opinion was different i guess and maybe it's not fair because i actually didn't finish it but i'm not sure if it was her voice or the fact that it the book didn't feel like it had a lot of structure it was just like chapter to chapter stories bouncing around all over the place i I just i don't know but it wasn't my favorite and part of me wonders if like it was so hyped just because it was so hyped or if it was genuinely like hitting every single person in the fields, you know? So maybe I will decide to give it another chance and likely if I do, I will read the paper copy because I'm kind of feeling left out. <laughs> like, I think this is just me trying to get better at voicing my true and honest opinion, whether or not I think other people are going to agree with it. Take it or leave it. So... Another couple of books mentioned was The Orchid and the Dandelion, not sure if it's, I assume it's fiction, and Midnight Sun, and someone suggested we do a 2021 book challenge, and I am down for that, because it is actually one of my goals. I know I said I wouldn't talk about goals, but I'm just going to say I do want to read more physical books next year, and... I'm not really picky about what kind of book. There's actually a lot of books in my house that I haven't read, both mine and Tyler's. So even if I just read what's in my house, that would be enough of a goal for me to feel accomplished. Question four, what are your thoughts on catching up with your friends and family virtually by Zoom, FaceTime, what have you? And there was a bit of a mixed bag on the responses to this one. For some people, they were really grateful that technology bridged this gap for them and that we were able to be in contact with people, even if it was virtually. And some people said they actually prefer it. And others said that they're over it. And I completely understand that. 
missing physical contact with people, like missing hugs, that one for sure hits home for me too because I work in childcare and I was like instantly cut off from my supply of hugs. And you don't think about how much you're going to miss it until it's gone. I think that's one, honestly, one of the biggest life lessons of this year is how much we need people and not just virtually, but physically, we need to physically connect with people. People are missing that so much. And my heart especially goes out to senior citizens who have been isolated from their family and who are the most vulnerable. And I don't want to take a dark turn here and go into the crappy parts, but I don't want to ignore them either. Like that was a really hard thing. And my own grandpa was really sick. He was diagnosed with cancer shortly after it all started. So we had both those things to navigate. And he's a social guy, so not being able to see his family was really tough. And he was as optimistic as he could be for as long as he could be, so I am really grateful for that. But nonetheless, I wouldn't wish that on anyone to have to go through multiple hardships like that. So as you can see, the questions are a little all over the place, and they are evoking different things for sure. Some are a bit more lighthearted, and some are a little heavier. And, oh, my dog just sneezed. So the next question is about home renos. Did you do, did you not? Some people did a lot. Some people didn't need to do any, but just did a lot of cleaning and purging of stuff. Tyler did quite a bit of work in our basement. It's unfinished. It's still unfinished, but it's more finished now than it used to be. And I actually renovated the room I'm sitting in right now. I painted my office and I did an accent wall in teal that I'm absolutely obsessed with. And I'm still sort of working on projects in here. And I still have plans to do a lot more purging of things next year, but I definitely felt good to get the ball rolling and to feel capable of doing it. Like I never actually painted a room before. So it was a good experience for me to learn because there's a lot of house left to paint. <laughs> One of the responses I got was that someone got a home ready, sold it, and is now renovating a new home. So a lot of ambition there. Hired a contractor, and that totally counts. Believe me, if we could afford to hire someone, I would gladly, but it's just not financially feasible for us. If it is for you, and you hired someone to do work on your house, that's awesome and it gives you more time to prioritize whatever it is you actually want to do because renovating isn't always fun like it's kind of but it's also not like i don't know it's this weird tug of war between feeling proud of yourself for doing it but also a lot of swearing along the way and it can be hard to appreciate the process because the process is messy it's just it's a mess and it's one you just want to be over with and you wake up the next day and you do a little bit more and you wonder, am I ever gonna get this shit done? <laughs> Someday with any luck. Next question, what was your work situation this year? So it changed for many of us. Some people were laid off. Some people were working from home. Some people were still working as normal as an essential frontline worker. And most of the people that I know or that are in my circle were either still working in the same capacity because they are frontline workers 
or they were working from home. I was actually one of the few exceptions of someone who was completely laid off and just at home. This was the first time in my adult life that I was unemployed. It's not the first time that I wasn't working in childcare because I did tree plant for four months in 2017. This was the first time I did nothing. And it definitely came with mixed feelings. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was a little bit excited to have complete and total freedom to, you know, get up when I wanted, do what I wanted, read what I wanted, watch what I wanted. But on the flip side of that, I was feeling a lot of guilt for the lack of contribution that I felt that I was making. Like I really struggled feeling like I wasn't doing enough because I wasn't working and I wasn't a parent, so I didn't have that responsibility. So it felt like I was free and therefore I should be doing more. And that feeling of not being enough definitely was a struggle for me in the beginning. And thankfully on the hard days, there were people who would remind me that I was enough simply as myself. So that's something I really try to emulate to other people because it is so important just to know that your value is not in what you do, but in who you are. Also just acknowledging how you're feeling and knowing that wherever you were at in whatever moment, that that was okay and that is okay. And speaking of acknowledging how you're feeling, The next question I had was about what was the hardest month for you? And I was actually kind of surprised with this answer, I guess, because it it wasn't the same as what I would have chosen. But a lot of people said that October was the hardest month. I am curious to know what it was about October specifically that people gravitated towards that as being the hardest month. But if I had to guess I would say like it was just reaching that point of like it's been so traumatic for so long that you're starting to shut down and it's getting colder outside so the fact that we could use outside as our way to still be around people and have that sense of freedom it was starting to be taken away from us so in a way I can see how October would have been pretty hard for me October wasn't the hardest month Um, I was pretty fortunate that I got to visit with my family on Thanksgiving and then again on Halloween they all came to Saskatoon and I bought my wedding dress so that was something that I had the entire month of October to look forward to in a time where there's not as much to get excited about like getting my wedding dress was something that I was really hanging on to and I was really looking forward to it And other people had voted that September was the hardest month. That to me definitely makes sense as that was a big transition month of going back to school. It was pretty stressful for a lot of people. But I would have to say that the hardest month for myself was June. I just remember it being just globally stressful and heavy and a lot of crap coming up to the surface. It was the last month before I went back to work and I at that point was definitely ready to have a job again. Um, That being said, June was also the month that I took the podcasting course so I can also look back on it and see what came out of it and the positives. So yeah, 
June was definitely a mixed bag. But that question perfectly leads me into the next one because the first answer I have written down is podcast course. And so that question was, what was the best thing that came out of this year for you? And I would have to agree, podcasting course is definitely one of the tops, but it still doesn't beat out getting engaged. That has got to be hands down the best thing that happened to me this year. And I got some other really good answers from people. Uh, One of them said her partner moving across a couple of provinces to be in the same place. So that's my good friend. They've been doing long distance for a while and now they're not. And that was her best thing about this year. And rightfully so. Um, someone I know is expecting, oh my God, I'm so excited. Uh, another answer, changing careers and getting back into photography. Yes, girl, get it. Less commitments, more being. So, so true. And lastly, less hectic life, more family suppers. I love that. All right, I only have a few more questions to go and then I'm gonna wrap this episode up in a nice little bow because I don't want it to go on for too, too long. So I asked, of course, what was your favorite podcast of the year? And I feel like I should have done my homework because I wrote these down thinking, I'm not even sure how to pronounce that. So (laughs) I hope I don't butcher it. But uh, one of them is called Alogies with Ali Ward. Alogies? Alogies? Oh my god. I'll I'll look it up. I, I, I have no idea what that is. And the other one is called Occulte Veritatis. I might be pronouncing that one wrong too. Like I I was a little bit surprised that I got these two answers which sound very interesting but I'm like how do I pronounce these words I'm just feeling kind of clueless but anyways another one is called middle ground I'd like to look into that one as well Brene Brown's podcast of course she is the best and I even got a few shout outs myself which felt pretty good um my favorite podcast I mean, it's hard to narrow it down. Like I have such a queue of podcasts that I still need to listen to. And because I was in Keisha's podcast course, I'm in a grad group with like, I think almost a hundred people, all who have a podcast, many who I have listened to and they're so good. Like there's just so much good content out there. And a few of the ones that I do listen to more consistently would be from Jen to Zen with Jen Emsweiler, Water Your Thoughts, Relatable Much, The Kind Mind Project, Redefining Resiliency. There's there's a whole bunch more. I will list those ones in the show notes, but like I said, there's just an endless amount of good content content out there and whatever you're into, I have no doubt that you would be able to find more of it out in podcast land. So I can tell my energy level starting to dip a wee little bit here and my computer is apparently having a hard time right now. So I might have to wrap this up quicker than I thought. But anyways, next question was, have you adopted any supportive practices in 2020 that have sort of, you know, helped you just manage all the things you were going through through the year? So for me, I was pretty grateful that I already had developed a bit of a foundation of self-care and supportive practices because when it came time to use them, I already 
was comfortable with, you know, doing, working out from home and meditating and journaling. These were things that I was already doing before. So I just got a little bit deeper into my practices and, uh, I definitely got more into like the spiritual nature of meditation and mindfulness and connecting to the moon energies and the chakra energies. That was something that was really supportive for me. Some of the answers I got from other people was also daily meditation and strength training. Love both those things. Therapy. Absolutely. And I mean... Therapy is not just something that you should jump on board with because of 2020. Like therapy is just good for the fact that it's therapy. And I also started doing that this year, very, very recently. So I've only had one session, but I will definitely be returning to this person. I felt like it was a good fit. So that's another one of those, I guess, goals for me in 2021 is to just go down that road and one of the answers was joining the collective which I would completely agree with that's something that's definitely impacted me this year so the collective is the personal development community that Keisha created she also is the one that runs the podcast course that I did and it just brings together all these people who are working towards growth in any area of their life and who want to do it with a community of people who are right alongside them. It's been an amazing space, honestly, because without it, like I don't know if I would be here doing this podcast. Like It was the catalyst for a lot of positive change for me. So I feel like I owe a lot of my self-care and just the way I'm feeling even today to being a part of it. Um, yeah, honestly, I could go on, but uh, I will leave it at that. Oh, that's my cat. Oh, my pets. Okay, last question. What are you most thankful for in 2020? So I'll share the answers that I got. They're all very similar, um, which of course, I was not surprised by friends, family, health, people staying in touch, resiliency, family, yoga, awesome, my partner and friends. And this last one really hit home for me. And I really think it's Molly, you're okay. Molly, did we have a good year, Molly? Yeah, we had a pretty good year. And yes, I am talking to my cat, but in all fairness, she has definitely been an element of support for me this year, as I'm sure many people would say about their pets too. I know, I know. Okay, the last note I have about what am I thankful for in 2020 is the lesson of what is really important versus what I thought was important. And that to me was like, Yes, 100%. I think the lesson for everyone is we really we really learned about what what matters and what doesn't, what are our priorities, what are not, what do we want to do with our life? Like if you weren't awake to the way you were living life before, I really hope that you're walking away from the end of this year being awake to it now and knowing that even though there are still things we don't know and there are things out of your control that like 
it is still your life. You still have power in it. You still have control over you. So take what you've learned and just keep going with it. Because even if you feel like you were fumbling your way through it and maybe you didn't get as much done as everybody else and you're comparing yourself and you're feeling like it was a waste and a wash and all of that, my hope is that down the road you'd still be able to look back on this year and see how much you got through and how strong you are to get through all of it. Okay, I know I said that was the last question, but as it turns out, there is still a couple more on the next page, so I don't want to leave them out. I am going to share those ones as well, because one of them is, what did you struggle with the most? And I think that's a really relevant question, because life was hard. So the answers I got was not feeling as connected to people, being away from my family, not being able to travel, doing too much and not taking enough time for myself, being restricted to who I could see and where I could go because of my job, setting and maintaining boundaries, yes, sudden and substantial decline in hugs given and received. I'm guessing you can probably relate to at least one or all of those things too. I know I sure can. That disconnect from people, especially the people in my job. I don't think I struggled with doing too much. Although looking back now, there was certain things that I did allot a decent amount of time to that in retrospect, I kind of wish that I had done differently, but there's really no point in dwelling on how things could have gone differently because it's the past and I think we do the best we can with where we're at, you know, in any given situation. I think everyone needs to give themselves grace in that. So that's why it's so important, I think, to reflect on these things because we can look back and see what wasn't working and we can make a choice that moving forward we're going to do things differently because through these experiences we've gained a better understanding of the world and who we are so restrictions on who you can see and where you can go because of work that wasn't something i was dealing with because i wasn't working at the beginning of it so i can't even imagine how difficult it is when not only are you super restricted in your job but you're also restricted in your life outside of that and and so many people were you know so many parents that are essential workers had to maintain distance from their families and that must have been incredibly challenging setting and maintaining boundaries that's definitely something people have struggled with this year and just in general I know that I'm one of them I have really come to realize like at the end of this year just how important it is to start putting those boundaries into place and really just give myself permission to know what's best for myself more than anyone else It's a work in progress, but it is 
progressing. And I will talk more about boundaries in another episode. I know I've already said that and it's still been on my mind. So we'll circle back to boundaries specifically. Substantial decline in hugs. Yeah, that was, (laughs) that's my job. (laughs) That went away instantly. And as I already mentioned, it was challenging. And my struggle, one of my struggles that sticks out the most in my mind was this balance I was trying to walk between being, you know, present in my life, disconnecting myself from my phone, especially because there, as I mentioned, there was this feeling of being there for people in a way that I could, which was on my phone, right? Which was on social media. You know, if I couldn't physically help people, at least I could maybe say something positive or inspirational, or maybe I could do a dance party or something. Like that was just what I felt I could contribute. I really wanted to add value to people's lives, but I also needed to protect my own energy And I had a hard time doing that because even on the days where I wanted to just pour into myself and disconnect, I would still be so distracted by what was going on in the world and in the news. And I would be basically feeding myself all of this really painful stuff. And just because I felt like, you know, I had to be informed I had to know what was going on. So I know that was a challenge for everyone and there really is no perfect balance in being there for other people and taking care of ourselves. We go back and forth and we do our best. That was something that I really struggled with was being there for me while I could be there for other people. And and I know I've come a long way in that too, and I'm really proud of that because Moving forward, it is really important for me to create these boundaries for myself, with myself, and with other people so that I am protecting my energy and I am bringing the best energy that I can and giving myself grace and knowing that there are going to be low energy days too. And those are the times where I know I need to pour into me. And like that's just important for all of us to to know that we need to pour into ourselves, but there is something powerful in supporting other people that can also lift us up too. It is, and it's a bit of a balance to find how that works best for you, but I think honestly, universally, 
it's just important for everyone we take care of ourselves and by taking care of other people it also actually pours back into us and i'm gonna stop there before this tangent goes on for too long because i just have one last thing and it's really quick just last thoughts people wanted to share on this year and what a year it has been that was one of the answers (laughs) and another answer was even though I enjoyed the introverted lifestyle, I still needed to have, or still wanted to have hangouts with people at least on a monthly basis. And I definitely have to agree with that. I know for me, I can go like a couple weekends in a row where I don't go anywhere, but like by the third weekend, I need to, I wanna be somewhere and I wanna talk to someone, even if it's just one person, like face to face. I made a good effort to do a lot of FaceTime communication with a lot of people, sometimes to the point where it was a little bit draining, but it's just not the same as being able to be in the same room with a group of people and laugh together and play games together. Like there's just nothing really that can replace that. And lastly, this one I really think is a good one to, to wrap up on the hard times make the great times that much sweeter and so true like this year was hard and we learned what we were made of we learned what was important and we know that moving forward we won't take for granted those things that we probably were taking for granted like i for example took for granted the fact that i could have been having FaceTime chats with my whole family all along and it only started happening when it was the thing to do in the world was to connect with people online and so now my family at first it was on a weekly basis and then it was more of like a bi-weekly and I think we're still doing it at least on a monthly basis as we're all getting on to FaceTime and have and just hanging out and chatting together and I'm excited that that's something we're going to continue doing and we could have been doing it before but you just you get caught up in your life and you don't think about these things you know but these people matter and it matters to connect more often with the people that we love so there it is guys that is my all over the place massive brain dump q a of 2020 reflections and i hope there was some good nuggets that you can take away from it thank you to everyone who contributed to the answers and thank you to you for being here for the ride from today or from the beginning wherever you started i am so grateful that i'm here that i started doing podcasting and i'm so excited for you know what comes next and where I'm gonna go but I'm honestly just really trying to soak in this year and what I've learned and how I've grown and gotten out of my comfort zone and I hope you'll do the same I hope you'll look back on this year and through the crap see how strong you are and how you survived it you made it and if you hadn't noticed there is a feeling in the air that people are really looking forward to next year so grab on to that energy like that's the energy that i think is helping you know me right now because honestly like i'm 
I've been sleep deprived the last few days, but I've also felt very high vibes and I don't think it's coincidence, right? I don't think that it's just coming from me. I think it's coming from, it's being projected around me from other people that we are just, we're moving forward and we have a lot of hope that, you know, there is still going to be this normalcy that we can get back. It's coming guys, it's coming soon, okay? So thank you for being here. Thank you for just being your wonderful, beautiful, powerful, strong, sensitive self. That is it. I'm going to call it done. Have a great New Year's Eve and have a great New Year. Like, here we go, 2021. Let's get it. Let's go. Take care of yourselves. Love yourselves. Reflect on your year. Set some intentions. We got it, guys. All right. Have a great week. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for being with me today. I am so grateful that you're here. If this episode resonated with you, then I would love it if you shared it with a friend who you think needs today's message. Or take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at ashton.petrie. That's P-I-T-R-E. Let me know your takeaways or send me a topic idea that you'd like to hear more about. I hope you'll keep coming back. And until next time, keep on living soft and strong.